Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Listen to Joe tackle the really tough moral issues, current events, and politics from a Catholic perspective. Now here's Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Hello, Sixpackers, and welcome back to The Cantankerous Catholic, Episode 61. There's a lot of brouhaha from the left about there being too many people on our planet spawning things like the Green New Deal, and far too many ordinary people have bought into that. As a result, a lot of very dangerous things are being done today that are changing the world we've always previously known. We're going to talk about that in this week's episode. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, is a welcome visitor to parishes across the United States every Sunday through his What We Believe, Why We Believe It bulletin inserts. Using humor, immutable truth, and ignoring political correctness, Joe Sixpack helps the average Catholic in the pew better know and understand our holy and ancient faith in a way that is refreshing, awe-inspiring, and makes readers chest-pounding proud to be Catholic. And readers love it. Now you can enjoy Joe's work by getting the best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It book series. In fact, get two copies of each book, one for yourself and one for your pastor. Then your priest can decide if he wants to help your fellow parishioners by subscribing to the What We Believe, Why We Believe It bulletin inserts. Get your copy of the best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It by Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble, and Kobo. The world population in 2000 was 6.1 billion people. That's a lot of people, isn't it? Alarmists have been crying that we're producing far too many children since 1960, when there were only 3 billion people in the world. It looks like the population explosion alarmists might well be on to something. The vast majority of Americans bought into that, at least to some extent, and when the birth control pill became widely available in the 1960s, nearly all American families began using it. Shamefully, over 90% of Catholic couples admit to using artificial contraception as well. In this week's episode, I'm going to destroy the myth that the world's overpopulated and make a solid case as to why the Catholic Church is absolutely correct to condemn the use of artificial contraception. Let's begin by decimating the myth with a little dose of truth. As stated, the world population in 2000 was 6.1 billion people. This year, a mere 20 years later, it's 7.7 billion. That the Earth's population grew by more than a billion and a half does seem pretty explosive until you actually look at a few mathematical realities. What if I told you that the entire world's population could be moved to the state of Texas and that everyone could live comfortably, thus leaving the rest of the globe completely unoccupied? It is most certainly a mathematic possibility. I did the math just for this episode. If you took the entire world's population and moved them into the state of Texas, each person would have 968 square feet of personal living space. To the minds of most modern Americans, that seems a bit cramped, so let's put it into perspective. 
The average prison cell in America is 48 square feet, and we daily send men and women to live in those cells 23 hours a day, seven days a week, often for decades at a time. I personally know a man who's been in prison since 1962, 58 years. The court condemned this man to live in a 48-square-foot space 58 years ago for committing a crime against society, longer than most of my listeners have even been alive. So now does 968 square feet sort of put things into perspective and sound more livable? There are more jobs in America than there are people to fill them. Even though the economy is doing well at this time, that doesn't account for there being more jobs than workers. What does account for it is the practice of artificial contraception. There are 1.1 million less children in America today than there was a decade ago. According to William Fry of the Brookings Institution, this isn't the first decade of child population decline, but it ushers in a period when adult growth will continue to dwarf child growth as the population ages and proportionately fewer women are in their childbearing ages. What on earth causes people to want to self-destruct this way? Well, it all boils down to selfish sexual activity. People want the pleasures of sex, but they don't want to deal with the responsibilities and consequences associated with it. We've contracepted for so long now that we don't produce nearly enough children to replenish the population, much less produce enough children to care for an aging population. This is a consequence of violating natural law. The very first command God ever gave man was to be fruitful and multiply. Every Catholic who practices artificial contraception tells God to go to hell, and they're going to do what they want to do. For the life of me, I can't understand how anyone could claim to be a Catholic and at the same time show such hatred for God and his creation by making up their minds to tell God to shut up and leave them alone. I just don't get that. Is it the Catholics don't even believe in God anymore and only go to church for social interaction? If that's the case, I've got news for them. Instead of going to church, they should just start bar hopping on Saturday nights. The people who already do that engage in thinking and behavior that's more to their liking anyway. People try to justify using contraception by saying they can't afford to have more kids. That's a load of crap. That's just a means of solving tortured consciences. They'll discover that when their lives end. The vast majority of Americans can indeed afford more children, but to do so, they'd have to give up a lot of their bells and whistles. When the average American household is $36,700 in debt with credit cards, I know they're just being selfish with their wants and desires instead of necessities. People don't buy necessities on credit. They buy smartphones, iPads, new cars that aren't needed, boats, and a bevy of other unnecessary things. I spent money like that until I was in my mid-twenties. Then it dawned on me just how much money I was wasting to help banks get bigger and richer. Don't get me wrong, I have no objection to banks making money. What I do have a problem with is the way they entice people to borrow money on a piece of plastic at exorbitant interest rates. Once it dawned on me just how much money I wasted, I changed my financial habits. For example, it's been 40 years since I financed a car. My mantra is, if I can't pay cash for a thing, I don't need it. 
So every car I've bought since then has been paid for in cash. And in all that time, I've only bought one used car. All the rest have been new cars on the dealership showroom floor. I'm that way about everything. When I'm at any store and see something I like, I ask myself one simple question. Do I really need that or do I merely want it? If I need it and have the cash to pay for it, I buy it. If I don't have the cash, I save for it. If I can't afford it, I really don't need it. That approach to personal finances is how I was able to afford four sons. And believe me, every one of my boys is worth any sacrifice I've ever had to make. Every woman who's ever had a baby instantly forgets the pain of childbirth the moment she sees her child. Likewise, every time I've looked into my son's eyes, I thank God for the grace and wisdom to make sacrifices. It's made me a better, less selfish man. But what if you really can't afford more children? Well, the remedy certainly isn't violating natural and divine law. There's this neat little thing called NFP, which is short for natural family planning. Natural family planning refers to several methods that are in conformity to the biological harmonies God's impressed on the human nature. These methods use no chemicals nor gadgets. They're based on sound scientific knowledge, and they are completely harmless, reliable, and healthy. Did you know that the birth control pill has been linked to breast and ovarian cancer? It's also an abortifacient. In fact, all chemical contraceptives, and some non-chemical, have been proven to be abortifacients. So if you're listening to this and sitting there smugly thinking you're going to keep using contraceptives, just consider how many of your babies, your children, you've unwittingly murdered and flushed down the toilet with all the rest of your waste. With NFP, you don't have to worry about that. Rightly used, natural family planning is morally and religiously acceptable. And by rightly used, I mean that natural family planning requires the use of intelligence and, here's a biggie for you, self-control, and that it should only be used when married people have a serious motive for spacing out births. There are some legitimate reasons for spacing out births, but they've got to be serious and not justifications. Serious reasons for spacing out births may come from physical or psychological conditions of the husband or wife, or from other external conditions. However, selfishness is a sinful motive. And if you've got a credit card debt and possessions you don't need, your reasons for not having more kids are strictly selfish. Back when the pill first became widely available, the only means of NFP Catholics had was the rhythm method, popularly known as Catholic Roulette. But St. John Paul II knew there had to be a better way. One of the first things he did in this pontificate was to form a commission of theologians, physicians, scientists, and ethicists to find a better way. What they came up with is called the symptothermal method, which the Pope enthusiastically endorsed. The symptothermal method is even more certain than the pill, and without the risk of flushing your child down the toilet. Since then, fertility technology has advanced by leap years. An example would be the Creighton Method. The Creighton Method was originally developed to help couples who'd given up hope on having kids to actually be able to have children. Dr. Thomas Hilgers discovered that his model could be used to both help women conceive and space births. 
It's easier to use than the symptothermal method and just as dependable. Go to my show notes after you finish this episode. I'm going to recommend some resources for you from people I personally respect for their knowledge on NFP. I especially recommend the books by John and Sheila Kipley, who I've known for 20 years. I'm not recommending these resources to get an affiliate commission. I won't get a dime. I'm recommending these resources because this is an urgent issue. Artificial contraception is a perversion of nature because it perverts natural law. Homosexuality is a perversion of nature because it perverts natural law. Transgenderism and pedophilia are also perversions of nature because they pervert natural law. So my most sincere question for you is, do you really want to be known as a pervert in the same league as homosexuals, transgenders, and pedophiles? There's no such thing as an overpopulation crisis. You've got to stop using artificial contraception, stop killing your own babies, stop being a pervert, and stop gambling with your own soul. Return to obeying God's first command to be fruitful and multiply. I know you'll be grateful for this advice, eternally so. Do you have an apostolate you'd like other Catholics to learn about? Maybe you have an e-commerce business and you want to build sales while supporting a Holy Orthodox apostolate. Whatever you want to advertise, the Cantankerous Catholic is your portal to success. The Cantankerous Catholic isn't even a year into broadcasting its weekly shows, and we're already listened to in 16 countries, all 50 states, and 101 major cities throughout the U.S. and Canada. Our listener demographics are the most sought after for advertisers. The Cantankerous Catholic avatar is 53% men and 47% women ages 18 to 34. The show's average growth rate through 2019 was 24% per week, and our listeners are Orthodox Catholics who reject heterodox Catholic positions and political correctness. Relative to other podcasts and online advertising, our rates are extremely cost-effective and inexpensive. You can advertise in each show's show notes, in the recorded episode itself, our weekly newsletter that announces each new episode, all of these media together, or in any combination. So contact us today by filling out the form on the Sponsor Kit page at cantankerouscatholic.com or email Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, directly at joe at cantankerouscatholic.com to learn how you can begin driving traffic to whatever you want to promote while helping to support a worthy, orthodox, and hard-hitting apostolate. Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic news pick number five. Hats off to LifeSite News. A United Nations report, which shows rapid aging and economic unpreparedness across the globe, predicts catastrophically low levels of workers supporting non-working seniors. The UN solution? Put more women and seniors into the workforce. Our global practice of evil contraception is about to make slaves of all of us. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick Number 4 
Hats off to Catholic News Agency. During a private meeting with bishops from the southwestern United States, Pope Francis talked about his 2019 meeting with Father James Martin and about pastoral care and assisted suicide. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick Number 3 Hats off to LifeSite News Left-wing observers aren't taking kindly to the news that CNN agreed to a settlement of the defamation suit brought by pro-life teenager Nick Sandman, rather than defend its coverage of the 2019 March for Life at trial. Personally, I think it's great. But the lying news media won't learn a thing from all this. We no longer have a free press to service. I recommend you read Mark Levin's latest book, Unfreedom of the Press. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick Pick Number number 2 Hats off to First Things Father James Martin's recent remarks present a vision of the human person at odds with Catholic teaching and urge a set of pastoral practices that will lead to heartbreak and disappointment, not to the freedom of Jesus Christ, writes J.D. Flynn. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick Number 1 Hats off to Fox News. The American Civil Liberties Union... ACLU, is calling for men's restrooms to include tampons in order to prevent discrimination against every person who menstruates. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Warning to snowflakes. If he thinks it, he says it. It's time now for Joe Sixpack's Common Sense Catholic Commentary. The Seventh Commandment says you shall not steal. One of the many things this commandment forbids is living beyond our means. Living beyond our means is a form of theft. Why? Well, because it's an injustice to yourself and your family and your creditors. And with very rare exception in America, most people live beyond their means. People tell me they're doing the best they can with the income they have. Well, I disagree. I don't believe that for a minute. People who say that are just lying to themselves. They tell themselves they absolutely have to have things they're paying for when in reality they don't need most of those things at all. I hear and see it all the time. But by simply following basic Old Testament biblical principles, they can completely turn their financial picture around. Let's take a look at a few statistics. The average American non-real estate debt is $36,700, with the average loan debt being $4,400, and an average credit card debt, not counting interest, is $21,200. My question to all Americans, but most especially to Catholics, is, why on earth do you want to do that? Look, I understand having a mortgage because you're financing an asset. In other words, what you're paying for now is going to make you a net profit when you sell your home someday. But why do you have credit card debt and auto loans? As a rule of thumb, it's okay to finance an asset, but it's never acceptable to finance liability. Here's an example using hypothetical round figures. Let's say you borrow money to buy a new car for thirty-five grand. That's the average cost of a new car in this country. The moment the front tires of that car hit the street and leave the dealership, that $35,000 car is now worth 29000 
On top of that, you're going to pay $5,000 in interest for the car, which means you drive off the lot with a $35,000 car that's already cost you $11,000. And that car only depreciates in value as it ages, which means you're doing nothing more than flushing tons of money down the toilet. The majority of Americans finance a new car within a year after paying off the old car, but you could avoid this. If you feel you must have a new car, and I personally believe a used car will usually suffice, the attitude you've got to adopt is that if you can't pay cash for your car, you don't need it. You might complain that you can't afford to do that. Well, that's really not true. We bought our last new car 15 years ago, and it's in great shape. Oh, and we paid cash for it. The average car payment is around $630 a month. Imagine if you had an extra six thirty a month you could set aside in your savings account. That would be an annual increase in savings of seventy five hundred and sixty bucks a year. It's definitely doable. Let's talk credit card debt. Like I said, if you're an average American, you maintain a balance on your credit cards of about twenty one thousand two hundred dollars. People buy groceries or pay utility bills with credit cards, but that's insane. They should use their debit cards for that, which means it comes right out of the checking account. People use credit cards for things they can't otherwise afford at the moment. They're driven by their desires rather than common sense. Why do people do that? Well, the problem is most Americans have no self-discipline or an understanding of the benefits of self-denial. If you want to get out from under credit card debt, cut up your credit cards and ask yourself one question before you buy anything. Do I really need this? If the answer is yes, then pay cash. Stereotypes of races are usually based on bigotry, but there's one stereotype that has some basis in fact. Jews have the reputation of being frugal, people who amass wealth. Well, there's a reason for that. From the very beginning of their religion, they followed the Ten Commandments and Mosaic Law. By doing so, they established the good financial habits of what we call biblical principles. Today, most Americans think they have to have what they really don't need at all. Let's take smartphones, for example. Why on earth do you need a smartphone, including all the costs for provider plans, when a simple phone will do the trick? Or even track phones, maybe. Smartphones are especially insane for children, but that's an entirely different discussion because of the growing epidemic of pornography usage among children. Watches, trinkets, and constant additions to wardrobes are also things where Americans waste a tremendous amount of money. The list could go on and on. Here are the most important things all Americans should realize. Nobody owes you a living. Nobody can guarantee you an income. Not the federal government not the state government. No one. Everything you have can be taken away from you at any time. The reason the vast majority of federal employees suffered so badly during the last shutdown was because they expected their paychecks to always be there. But their checks weren't, and they weren't prepared. They should have been prepared, though, and you should be, too. Everyone should have at least six months of living expenses set aside before ever even considering spending money on something extra. What I'm telling you are things I've practiced for years, but I never dreamed how necessary those saving and spending habits would be. We had an investment counselor who spent 10 years convincing me he was my best friend. 
About five years ago, this man was arrested for stealing from two banks and five of his clients. We happened to be one of those clients, and he wiped us out to the tune of roughly a half million dollars. He could have received a smaller prison sentence by returning the money he stole. He absolutely refused. We lost everything. Fortunately, we had paid cash for our home and car, so at least we had a place to live and a way to get around. But if we'd had a mortgage, car loan, and credit card debt the way most people have, we'd be homeless right now. Even though we've had to start over financially, which is really difficult to do when you're elderly such as we are, at least we haven't gone down for the count. We live on $1,984 a month. That's it. But we do quite well, all things considered. This should show you that the very same thing can happen to you that happened to us. Do yourself a favor and read Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy in the Old Testament. It's loaded with Mosaic law on how money should be handled. You'll also learn a lot about civil justice and how to productively deal with others, as well as how to build a personally strong character. Again, before you spend the next penny, ask yourself if you really need what you're thinking of buying. That includes all things. Buying something using the justification that it only costs a dollar is actually a slow and certain route to the poorhouse because all those just a dollars add up. Learn things about the Catholic faith you never knew in Joe Sixpack's Secrets of the Catholic Faith. There are many essentials to our holy and ancient faith that few modern Catholics know. Those essentials have become, well, secrets, hence the title Secrets of the Catholic Faith. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, is always exciting, never boring, and completely politically incorrect. He never shies away from the so-called untouchable moral issues. With his use of humor and directness, readers and students can never get enough of what he teaches. According to Joe, there isn't one single teaching of the Catholic Church that can't be completely demonstrated to an inquiring mind. Everything can be demonstrated. But the Catholic laity aren't being taught these things. They're being fed pablum when they need and want meat. Secrets of the Catholic Faith is actually exciting, and it will make any Catholic's chest swell with pride. So get your copy of Secrets of the Catholic Faith by Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble, and Kobo. I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. Paradise Street in heaven was full of souls, but St. Peter was perplexed by the faces of all the strangers he met along the way. Peter told Jesus about all the souls he'd seen who he hadn't let in. That night, Jesus and Peter walked along the walls of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus asked, why is the Milky Way over in that direction? Peter replied, Master, I don't know, but as we get closer, I think what looked like stars are actually a string of beads. So it is, remarked Jesus. It's my mother's rosary reaching over heaven's walls, one end curving into the glow of purgatory's fire and the other to the earth and beyond. You're right, Master, exclaimed Peter. Bead by bead, souls are climbing up to your mother. Peter started to move forward to look into the matter, but Jesus laid his hand on Peter's shoulder. He whispered, Shh, 
Peter let it be. Then they silently made their way back to the city of God. The rosary is one of the sacramentals we Catholics use to gain spiritual and temporal favors from God through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Since she's your mother, Mary's anxious to help you in your needs on earth, but especially in purgatory. Jesus will hardly deny anything his mother asks for when you pray the rosary. That's it for this episode, Six Packers. Be sure to come back and listen to next week's episode. If you like The Cantankerous Catholic, be sure to write a review wherever you download it so other like-minded Catholics can more easily find it. And be sure to visit my show notes to get links to other things relevant to this episode. As long as you're on the show notes, drop a comment at the bottom to let me know what you think of this episode or to suggest topics for future episodes. If you happen to be on cantankerouscatholic.com for the show notes, download a free copy of The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It, Volume 1, and visit the Joe's Stuff page to get copies of my other books and some really neat coffee mugs. I think you six-packers are the cream of the Catholic crop, and I really appreciate you listening. Just remember, though, comfort and conviction don't live on the same This has been The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Thanks for subscribing, and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.